0: Welcome to One Hundred Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of ageing well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the godfather of longevity himself, <laughs> the Wellness Couch co-founder, the Wellness Guys co-founder, Dr. Damien Pristard. Uh, Hello, godfather.
1: Uh, I, don't, I can't even remember what he says, but that's amazing. Thanks, Marcus. You're ageing well, aren't you? You're ageing Still well. Beautifully. You look like, like Archie Thompson. Archie Thompson said yesterday on the news, I don't know if you saw it, Archie's... Long-time yes. friend of ours, yes. Um, chiropractic lover, go. loves a healthy lifestyle, into forage, all that sort of stuff. He says he's the Benjamin Button of football. <laughs> well,
0: he said he's in the best nick of. He said he's in some of the best nick of his career.
1: He is. He is. I saw him the other day. He looks great. He's defying the uh, the process of aging. He's aging well. He's doing what you're doing, just getting younger.
0: Well, you know, he's 35. Yep. And he's mixing has, it
1: with twenty-year-olds.
0: Yep, and and um, he, he might not say he's at the peak of his powers, but he's very he's, hes doing an exceptional job.
1: There's a point where wisdom becomes part of your game. Like, look at Dusty Fletcher from Essendon. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I know I've gone off a bit of a tangent. This isn't what we yeah, planned on you're talking about. Our
0: international Dustin <laughs> yeah, Fletcher, Fletcher,
1: thirty-nine years old or whatever he is, playing AFL football, yeah. and uh, he is the oldest man to play football. Yeah, Unbelievable. Impressive. Impressive unit. AFL football we're talking about, and Archie Thompson, of course, um, the round ball football soccer, and uh, but both at the top of their game because of their intellect, their knowledge, their skill, the way they read the game. They're just not all they testosterone. Are, they're yes. thinkers.
0: Now, they are the godfathers of they are sports, the sports, and I called you the godfather of longevity. Because I'm old? Is that what it is? No, not at all, Damo, because I, <laughs> I wanted to dedicate this episode of 100 Not Out to family, and oh, yes. more specifically, family friction, yes. and how to deal with it, because I have been doing quite a bit of uh, coaching with some clients recently in regards to... All things exceptional living and it's remarkable how many people are having issues, uh, it's an overused word, issues, let me call them challenges, Challenges. with their family based around particularly their food choices and so much so that it really is having an impact on the quality of their relationship with their family. And What I'm noticing, Domo, and I'd love your insights into this, is that it starts off like this. Um, Person creates uh, new habits, new rules, new beliefs around food. And they then go and almost become an evangelist and tell everyone around it, around them about their new choices. This includes their family and their family become quite resistant to these new decisions that this person is making. Then it, then it ends up coming up some arguments or some fights. Um, people begin to take it personally, um, find it difficult to heal. And then every single family um, event from uh, then from going forth is – Revolved around food, the discussion around food, the angst around food. And then it becomes a non issue or a non topic where you just don't bring it up because person A is now weird and that's their, it's what they do and it becomes part of their identity. And then the challenge with all of this is that the person that has made the, the, the choices with their health then takes on, and this is all stereotypical. So this is not for everyone. I'm just going down a stereotypical path here. It's common but though. It's common. Then that person who's made those health challenges then takes on a victim identity. And it's almost like a poor me, um, this has happened in my family. I'm really struggling to deal with it. And I don't wanna sound like the oversimplistic solution giver here, but, have, but having been someone that's gone through this path, I think where when did we lose the ability to just love our family for who they were mm. and not what they did? Judge like, them. Yeah. We're judging our family on our on their behaviour. Yeah. Rather than just on the fact that they're our mum, our dad, our brother, our sister, our cousin, auntie, uncle, nana, pa, Where, why is it that food has had to come into it so much that it's created so much angst? And Again, I'm not saying this from the pedestal going, shame on everyone for you know having issues with their family around food because I'll, I'm happy to share some stories on this podcast. I've gone through some absolute corkers but … It's important, I think, that we bring this issue up because it's clearly affecting a lot of people, yeah, isn't it? It is now, the flip
1: side of it is our grandparents who are you know eighty five 90 ninety five one hundred, hopefully a hundred.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
1: don't eat that well generally, do they? And they're oh. still going, all right. So they go, oh, look at this little young whippersnapper coming in and trying to change the world, trying to eat lentils and beans and tofu and all that sort of stuff, and,
0: <laughs> you, you know, and they're
1: banging on, it, banging on about it, banging on about it, and I've done a ride on toast and marmite or toast and Vegemite or toast and marmalade and a Bonn cup Ops. of tea. Bonox for breakfast. Bonox. you know, coffee at midnight. And, you know, they're doing all right. And they go, Well, why do I have to change if I'm doing this? So there's the we, we get to a situation, I suppose, where there's a bit of evangelism. Have you ever been an evangelist? Can
0: I can I, I just, share a quick one here? I remember going to my nana, God rest her soul, beautiful lady, had a great life. In reflection, part now that we've done all of these episodes, Domo, yeah. I realised I was way too hard on my nana. Like <laughs> overtly, overtly and covertly. You yeah. know, I tell her nana. You know, what are you having all of this milk for? You know, that arthritis in your fingers, it's all because of the milk. And, you know, go for a walk more often now <laughs> and get these joints moving. And she was happy doing her thing. I'm like, why didn't I just let her be happy doing her thing? Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm exaggerating. You know what it is? No,
1: it's values. It's yeah, values. Yeah, totally. And that's, you know, your and and um, values shift.
0: And um, I was saying, where was I going to say here? That I think that, oh, maybe I was just going to say that you realize that, she was have oh she loved me whatever I did whether yes. I was vegan vegetarian, paleo, meat and three veg every day everything in moderation whatever she was she was going to love me no matter what that's it you know I know she um I'll just dig a little bit deeper here she always said that she was so sad that we didn't um, baptize our children or oh, was May I don't uh, yeah we didn't baptize May we didn't baptize Darby but. I just remembering was she yeah, she was alive when Dabby was born. Um, but she said, Oh, I'm so sad that you haven't baptized Maya. My nana was a devout, devout uh Catholic. Yes. And um you know what though, even though she was in her words, I don't use this word ever in myself, but in her words she was disappointed. She was still so unconditionally loving of me and my choices. Even though she didn't agree with them. Yep. She still loved me no matter what. Yes. And that's where I think I'm not, I'm not saying that we don't love our family no matter what. I'm not going to say that. But I think we are more judgmental and we hold grudges or we have friction more easily because of actions rather than just allowing each other to be their own, you know, be their own person. Yeah, you know what it is though. Like when you see something that's
1: better, you want to tell everyone about it and you kind of want them to go, yes, I see what you see. I agree. So I'm going to do it too. Yeah. So people kind of go, oh, that's, that's what I want. I want that too. I want what you've got. And, and, and when someone else doesn't do that, it's a big challenge to not only your ego, but to your value system. And you go, well, why don't you value that the same as what I do? And then the other person's going, well, why do I need to change? I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Yep. And, uh, and so there's the challenge. There's the challenge. And it's, very, very, it's tough. It's difficult. But we see it all the time. I went vegetarian. You know that, don't you, Marcus? I was vegetarian for a bit. Um, I think that was after um, I'd been hardcore, you know, McDonald's, strawberry donuts and strawberry big M's hot, kind of thing. Hot, you Pot know?
0: smoking, oh,
1: hardcore. I don't know if I was hardcore pot smoking, but I did I did have a few puffs. It was a bit, you know, brought some <laughs> funniness. I did laugh a lot. Uh, <laughs> I did laugh a lot.
0: Sorry, and, I'm exaggerating you. you
1: yes yes i've told you a million times not to exaggerate <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so and i went from that right beer swelling swelling what is it swigging like yep. dancing till three o'clock in the morning four o'clock in the morning mucking around at first year you need to going you know crystal clean pure vegan vegetarian you know meats bad it's going to give you cancer um, it's going to make your teeth fall out sort of thing and yep. uh you know, And so my whole family had to endure that. I think also at the same time... How
0: long did they have to endure it for? Four years.
1: <laughs> Four years. And I think at the same time I was doing Amway. So I think, you know, I was very much on the outer... <laughs>
0: Hey, I think we might have some similar parts to uh, discuss
1: here. I might have even gone to a, uh, a Tony Romans event too. So I've, uh, <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I've been an evangelist. I have. Oh, and, oh, wow. And so my family kind of stand about 30 feet away from me when I rock up for Christmas lunch and uh, they wonder what I'm going to do next. And so, <laughs> and what's, so the,
0: what's the next come off the ranks, snake oil man?
1: Well, here's the, the thing Tony for me. Romans,
0: yeah.
1: I've found a bit of balance. And I think as you get older and wiser and I'm saying that as the godfather <laughs> that you start to see things through different lenses and you realize that it's important to make the changes in your life but it's not so important to make the changes in other people's lives unless they ask for it. Yeah, yeah. And so I was in Malaysia the other day, how lucky am I, right? I was in Malaysia in KL hanging out with my my bestie um, Ben and his wife and uh, and their their two kids and uh, we were just hanging around and someone had a cold or something. And they said, "What would you know what what did you tell them to do and i said I, I don't I don't tell people what to do anymore in fact, I don't even make any suggestion as to what people can do unless they're paying me to do that yeah. um, I don't voluntarily offer information anymore because people know what I know and they know the game I'm in, and they know what I'm interested in, so they can ask if they want advice. I now don't give people advice unless they ask for it so yeah. I, and that for me." Has meant that I, i'm much happier i don 't have people um, you know not wanting to hang around me because and they don 't now say, Oh, what do you eat? you know can you eat this or do you eat that or what diet yeah. are you on now? Uh, some of my mates still give me a hard time about eating lentils and burgers and you know lentil burgers <laughs> and stuff like that, but only tongue in cheek and um, and so it 's much easier now that i 've relaxed, and I think that 's a really important point because a lot of people are getting anxiety. You know, they f- they get the pushback from their family, their friends. I don't want to change. I don't do this. What's wrong with having this? I've been doing this forever. Yep. And it's because we go from zero to hero, as opposed to you know just letting them watch what you do and go. You know, they'll probably be a little bit cynical at, at at the start, but then they'll see the improvements and eventually they'll come on board. I was talking to a practice member just yesterday, and she's saying how and they've just got back from holidays, um, actually up in Byron Bay of all nice. places. In Byron Bay, came back very tanned. Her and the family, the kids. Um, And she's saying that her husband's lost a little bit of weight, and just because something's clicked and he started eating organic food and eating good food, and she's been sprouting on about it for some time, but eventually it happened. You know, it wasn't going to happen straight away, but eventually it's happened, and he's come around, and there's a whole lot of ease. You know, it's all now easy, it's not challenging, it's not difficult. Um, and and this is this is the thing. Sometimes it just takes leadership, and leadership is not about saying or talking or giving speeches. It's about leading and showing people by example what oh, can mate. actually happen.
0: Tell you what, you are the Godfather, Demo. This is so good. I'm sure everyone listening to this is loving this right now. And I just want to touch on your point about leading by example. I yeah. have a feeling that when we did, when we interviewed. Dr. John Demartini, I think episode two, 100 Not Out, he spoke about exemplification being the number one almost um, legacy in life. Yes. Is to shut up and act (laughs) and just get on doing what you're doing, not worrying about what everyone else is doing and not feeling like you're in a fight all the time, Yeah, trying to win a war, win an argument, win a battle, um, win a conversation. Just do your own thing. This is how we do yeah, and love people anyway. Yeah. Just love them anyway. I remember, probably shared this a number of times, but I remember John Robbins in one of his stories spoke about, no relation to Anthony Robbins, but John Robbins spoke about one of his best mates that had cancer. And here's John Robbins, who's a vegan and has a massive in, uh, influence in the nutritional world. Yeah. And all he wants to do is help his mate. He wants him to stop eating burgers and start eating mung beans. And then he wants him to stop eating, stop drinking alcohol and start drinking water. And he's like... Pushing all of these tactics on him, do this, do this, do this, do this, and his mates just resisting. His mates dying, and yeah. he's resisting. Yeah. And then John Robinson this epiphany. He's like, I'm just going to love my mate, like for That's being it. my mate. That's like, it. I'm just going to forget about all the food stuff. Let's just connect on what we've always connected on, which is mateship, and not worry about. They they obviously they clearly never had a relationship based around food.
1: The tip a or relationship... advice?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just about being mates, hanging out. You know, doing mate things together, and he had this opinion. I'm just going to love him anyway, and and I think that's really, and and that's kind of a mantra I have to myself. Whenever I'm having, whenever I see my parents or my 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 um, uh, friends or anyone close to me. Doing something that I wouldn't do, mm-hmm. I just remind myself, just love them anyway. Yeah, just love them anyway. If my mum's having tea and toast in the morning, or if my dad's having just right for breakfast, which they both do, <laughs> I'm, I've had enough of going, Dad. Like, enough's enough, mate. Come on, like he knows where I stand. He's heard me enough times. He's been to my events. He's heard these interviews and all the rest. Like, yeah. just love them anyway. That's it. And I think it takes the it takes the the pressure off ourselves, and it takes the pressure off the people that we're. Pointing the finger at and it means we can get back to real, meaningful relationships. Yeah, and that's good for everyone. Yeah, that's that's
1: so so true. So true. It, when you when you take the pressure, it's amazing how many things we've said today that actually relate to songs. It's because it, you know, it's friction take the
0: pressure down take man. the pressure down got
1: John Farner right
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then before when he said
1: oh there's a fraction too much friction I think Tim Finn right I'm going oh is, I was going to play it and then before well, like the
0: Beatles going come together <laughs> right.
1: <Run. laughs> that's right <laughs> I know and then uh, and this is how we do I was about to put it, this is how we do oh, that's amazing so much music so much music
0: but when we
1: do when we do take the pressure down turn it down and we you know we take away all that expectation life is so much happier life is so much easier and it is all about just measuring the expectation only expect large things of yourself don't expect large things yeah. of other people
0: nice. um, because nice.
1: as you expect large things of other people you become disappointed because they can't live up to your expectations regardless of how hard they try and yeah. you know you don't have expectations of your children except for that they're polite and they they give life their best go that's all you should have of anybody else just be polite and give well, life yeah, your best go
0: you, I think you, you, are, you are chief psychologist at the moment because Maya's, I'm thinking about our daughter Maya. She's nearly five. Yes. And there's gorgeous. a couple of things. She's gorgeous like, too, by the she's way. She's a beautiful soul. And I'm recognizing the only times that she, that she genuinely frustrates me is when she's letting what, what – she's not letting me down, but hear me out. She's letting down <laughs> the, my expectations of her. Yes. And that's all my stuff. It's got nothing to do with Maya. Yeah. That's my expectation. So, if she's taking too long to get in the car because she wants to fit five friends in the car and tuck them in their seatbelt and all the rest of it, that's because she's letting down my expectations of wanting to get in the car and go. Yeah. Well, look, there's
1: there's certain things where we need to teach our kids to hurry up. You know, I get that, (laughs) that's important. But uh, you know, I think to, all too often we try to live our life vicariously through someone else's experiences, and uh, and, and that's challenging for them because the pressure's on them. It's challenging yeah. for us because they're doing it the wrong way, and they don't even know. And um, it, it's just it's nicer, it's it's easier for us to just do what we need to do to, you know, to live our own life and live it well. So don't have just decrease your expectations. So coming back to the whole food thing the whole food thing yeah, the reason why there's started. challenge at the yeah. dinner table is because we expect everyone else to get on board with us now you know i've heard you know through the years i've been practicing for you know for 16 years and it sounds like a long time um, but and it is kind of a long time it's a lot of people to see and the number one thing is that 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 i, I don't, I don't, rest, I don't rest. I'm not going to cook multiple meals so they just have to eat what i eat and you know so it and that makes it very very difficult because oh. there's this expectation that because I'm changing, everyone else around me has to change. And um, and you need to remember that if you're changing at the moment, you've got to this point of creating change that and you're ready for it, but other people around you aren't on the same journey. You might be journeying together, but maybe not on the same journey. And so they're not necessarily gonna wanna change to the extent that you are. So again, exemplification, lead by example, you may need to cook two meals. You may need to cook three meals initially, and just give them little bits and pieces of what you're doing, um, so they can try it just so that you know you're just saying i'd oh, just I'd love it if you try it and keep it really simple. You don't have to eat the whole life, but just try it, see what I'm eating, this is what I'm going to be doing and uh, and it makes them more mindful too of their eating and their behavior and their food.
0: This is a great topic for our next podcast, Damo. okay. Where do you draw the line in terms of uh, and don't give answers to this, I'm just going to raise the topics. When you go to people's houses that don't eat the same way as you do yep. and you really want to stick to the way you eat rather than eat the way they eat, what do you do? Yep. When you've got guests coming over that have all these different dietary concerns, um, what do you do? Yes. And when you're at parties and all of the rest of it and you know there's going to be no food there for you, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, Let's chat about all of that on the next episode, hey?
1: Yeah, we can do that. That'd be great. Well, that'd be fantastic. Well, I'm red- thinking about it because this weekend I've got the Gluten Free Show, right?
0: Yes.
1: Oh, far out. Like it, just, it gives me a heavy heart
0: thinking about There'll going to the Gluten Free Show. There's going to be a few extremists, eh?
1: Well, there are. And, you know, not only have we got people who are allergic to gluten, who are celiac, we've got those people who choose to not eat gluten, which I do. I'm, I'm not allergic to it, but I choose not to eat gluten because um, it's better for you. I
0: you're here. here.
1: Um, but then there's the fructose absorbing people. So they're you know, full of gas and they've got lots of farts. Um, <laughs> and then we've got um, the people that are sensitive to other foods. You know, It might just be buckwheat, for example. It might make them feel a bit uncomfortable. We've got people that are now sensitive to quinoa. Um, we've got people that are um, allergic to or sensitive to um, dairy. So you've got the, the dairy people. Um, and they all come to the same show so i got <laughs> you know it's full on it's a really hard tough weekend you kind of and then you know they'll look at you what I'm serving up so I might serve a beautiful you know muesli that I've got gluten free or beautiful and I'll put a little bit of organic yogurt on there with some rice milk you know trying <laughs> to make I was going
0: to say so you need to have koyo yogurt yeah. soy yogurt um, rice, rice milk, milk,
1: rice milk, <laughs> um, I can't do almond milk because are nuts, you know, so, and it's full on and it's, you know, some, and then they'll go, oh, it's all too hard and they'll go across the, you know, to the next stand and get themselves some gluten-free beer, you know, yeah. so there's all, all gluten-free pies because they can eat gluten-free free pies. Gl- <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm only joking, everyone out there listening going, geez, you guys are being hard on everyone there's all these free, we're just having a bit of fun. No, having a bit of fun, but here's all the thing, right,
1: this is the, this is the part where people get a little bit, um... Uh, people get frustrated because there's there, there seems to be leeway um, and and titles associated or attached to different styles of eating or ways in which you can consume food, mm. and this is what makes um, a change in lifestyle alienating. and uh, And, and I, my suggestion is that you you find a, a middle ground, an even ground, or a, like a try and keep it even keel, which is again in the second episode of Hundred Not Out. Um, John D. Martini said the least amount of fluctuation um, is what's going to keep you living the longest period of time. Yeah. And so, the, the least amount that you fluctuate, the least amount that you ebb and flow, in other words, you find your middle ground, the better it's going to be.
0: Well, there's so much to talk about on the next few episodes. You've got oh. Rocking. I've written down a few ones here alienation, mm. food, and alienation. Sounds oh. like the
1: Northern Territory.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it? Not why I haven't been there yet. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: alien crocodiles up there. I
0: know. All right, Damo, All thank right. you so much for your wisdom as always. Remember, folks, we would love to hear your feedback. You can provide it in any number of ways. The best is to go to our website, thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out. Also, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 100 not out or letters. Remember, if you've loved this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating if you think we're worthy and check out wellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. So Until next week. Continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life.
1: This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.